When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 42nd episode of Tales of Tamriel. I am Agelos, your collector. I'm going to say collector because I wrote that word and now I... Purveyor. Purveyor. I was going to say it and I was going to mess it up. You're a purveyor of ancient Dwemer artifacts, and with me this evening is she who takes most of those artifacts, Thanes. How are you doing today, my dear? Oh, okay. Well... I'm in love with my husband. I steal all of his stuff. And, um, yeah. I can't make any money on my own, but it's okay, because when my husband makes it, I, I make up loans that I have to pay, that he has to pay me. So, yeah, that's what happens. So, I'm great. How are you? Well, let's see. Um, I cannot think of anything to say that would be you. I suck at my Templar, and I'm all about stamina builds, even though they're horrible and crappy. And I try to have good skills, but my skill oh my points God. go to crafting. <laughs> anyway, because I give my crafting stuff to my wife. Oh my God! That's about that right is on epic. Right there, that is epic. Wow, that, that happened. Probably the best introduction we've ever had, and that was about me to a T. I'm not gonna lie. All right. Well, I did have something for Deltia, but it's not near going to compare to what she just did. So, Deltia, Deltia's gaming. How are you? I good. Yeah. I'm sorry, dude. I had an introduction, but it just wouldn't have been near as good as what she had. <laughs> no, no, no doubt. <laughs> Darn. Well, that's awesome. Seriously, how are you doing today, good sir? Real good. Yep, doing good. Awesome. All right. All right, well, let's go ahead and we'll move right on into the show, which is game news. Yes, game news. Well, first off, let's let's go ahead and start with the um, the community programs. Guild Spotlight, the Hired Blades. That's right. There's another Guild Spotlight hosted by the official Elder Scrolls Online page, and this one is called the Hired Blades. They are a role-playing guild out of the EU mega server, albeit they speak mostly German, is from what I hear. Yes, So German. do 80% of the other guilds that they spotlight. Yeah, well, <laughs> we were actually talking about this one in the pre-show, pre before the craziness that happened in there. Uh, but this is one of the few that's Ebonheart packed. Because if you went through and like looked at all of these, there's 
ever since the start, most of them are either AD or won't say what their thing is. They're like, we don't have one because they don't select. I don't know, whatever. But yeah, I caught there's you only, talking about that. Yeah, there's only like two Ebon Heart packed ones that were even done. So Guild Spotlights, I really think they need to switch it up a little bit. I think they're completely random, but they really need to do like one week AD, one week Ebon Heart packed, one week Daggerfall Covenant to kind of spread around. You can be random from there, but don't accept anyone's thing if they don't do an alliance. Just oh no, simply. that's not fair because our guild doesn't really have an alliance. We're Ebon Heart packed. Oh. When you when you make a guild, you have to pick one that that which side of the war it's supporting. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you. Hey, so you knew that you're trolling. She is trolling. She's trolling hard. Oh yeah, I'm such a troll. <laughs> you're, such, you're such a Scarlet Johansson troll. Oh, bringing it back, kids. Pre-show. Gonna have to stay tuned for that. That's gonna be a special episode. Special episodes, absolutely. Well, if you are interested in joining this little guild, it is you can go to their website, which is HiredBlades.org. There's a hyphen between that. Hired-Blades.org. That's right. Check them out. Um, Deltia, what what do you think about the guild spot? I think it's a nice idea, but do you see it as being kind of, I don't know, useless? Well, I mean, I, I don't think so. I mean, it ha- obviously have to depend on who's what their purpose is in doing that. If they're trying to find people, you know, to group up and stuff like that, maybe. There's probably other better resources for guild recruiting than that, per se. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, I think it's good to show off different guilds. I think it's useful because not everyone is a hardcore PvP, PvE guild. So, to me, I think it's useful. That, But the whole, like, French connection, every five seconds French stuff, it's just, you know, that's useless. Yeah, see... I, I still believe they just took a, you know, when you fill out that little thread, it's just random. They just pick a number and whatever it is, that's what they do. I think a little bit more thought needs to go into these. Just because the random nature, like you said, makes it seem like you were, were ignoring them. Because it's like, come on. Half the guilds make no sense whatsoever. And also, I really think they need to go through this list and make sure the guild is still active. Because I have a feeling half of these guilds that were put in at launch probably aren't even there anymore. Well, there's a lot of really good active guilds that do a lot of different things. I would like to see them do a serious PvP guild, a serious PvE guild. Like, we're the first to down Serpent Trial. Or, you know, I mean, I know they invite people like Entropy Rising and Defunct and all those guys out to the um, event or whatever, but let's profile them, you know? Let's let's mm-hmm. do something like that. I think doing something on the high end and on the low end and the middle as far as, like, casual versus hardcore, do a mix, not just, just RP or just dinking around, but do, do PvP. Show them what the hardcore PvP guild looks like. Sure. And Lucid uh, 500 and chat goes, I'd like to see just one EU guild that speaks English. I can agree with that. Yeah. It's kind of funny because almost everyone they, they've done has been like either a German or a French guild, period. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. That's bizarre, but uh, whatever. What, what about you, Thais? What do you, what do you think about the guild spot? Thais loves their Germans. I do. That's right, she does. Yeah, huh? Do. Huh? Me. Oh, because you're German? Yes. Oh. Yeah, but you're also a Leo, and I hate Leos. That's so true. So it kind of balances out. Oh. Yeah. Well, you're Polish. I'll just conquer you anyway. Wow. 
That's well, right. On the show. Going racial jokes this early. In the show. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of early in the show for that. <laughs> it's early for a, a racist joke or a religious joke. That's pretty early for you, Ag. I think that's a new record. Pretty early, indeed. <laughs> well, after the beginning we had where we're, we're tossing them all in, just yeah, measure. It, the show's already going downhill from there. It's, <laughs> it happens. All right. I, I like <clears throat> the idea of the guild spotlight, but I do agree that they need to... They need to fix it a little bit. Because so far we see 80% EU guilds that are German, and like no American guilds that are anything. So they need to balance it a little bit more. Random number generator is not always your friend. Unless you're Thais, then it's never your friend. Yes, because I have no luck. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Alright. Well, there you go, everyone. Guild Spotlight, Be Hired Blades... Check them out if you're interested, and if you speak German. Albeit, if you speak German, I doubt you're listening to this podcast. Maybe they speak English, too. Dark and shine, or is that... Okay, that was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) What were you trying to say? I was just trying to make a funny, like, Donkashane. Isn't that a German word that people say? Yes, it is. Come on, I'm funny, guys. You like me. Yeah, it's all good. You're also goofy looking and make us laugh. Dude, what's up? Goofy looking is in right now. Like, bald head. <laughs> it's like, that's the hot new hot people thing. are so yesterday. It's goofy yeah, looking dude. people that are... Goof, goofy nerds. That's like what all of the chicks want right now. That's right. That's why I married you. That's right. You were goofy looking. That's right. Still are. Uh, thanks. You're welcome. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Anytime. Love you bunches. <sighs> okay. Well, let me go cry in the corner. And let's talk about the next thing, the Battlemaster Corner. The Daedric Monk. So, um, I know we were talking a little bit before about maybe they need to start showing a few builds that are, I guess, cookie cutter that are people are using. And I guess they're making a step in the right direction because this next one is a sorcerer who uses, what? Elder Staves Online, a destruction staff. Not even, like, anything other than an Inferno staff because that's the only one people use. And a Resto staff. But Delty has some words about that. <laughs> Um, yeah, the build is okay. I mean, it's just they're using Meteor, the shooting star morph, as a Sork, and then their other ultimate is Summon Storm Atronach, which I like the Atro um, as far as a DPS um, ultimate. However, you really need Negate as a Sork. It's just such a powerful ability. It's, it's a one-in-a-million ability. I mean, no one else has access to stun an entire group and or heal for the spells that you remove or spell resistance. It's just, it's too powerful not to use. So, and then also Flawless Dawnbreaker is a really high DPS tool. It doesn't work on the restoration staff, but it does work on the destruction staff. You're looking at, you know, 13% more damage based on your destruction staff abilities, because like I always say, destruction staff goes off of weapon damage, not spell damage. That's why that ability is so powerful. So, I mean, the, the basic premise is there. Crushing Shock, I mean, if you've ever played DPS in this game at a high level, it's basically Crushing Shock online. You light, <laughs> attack, you light attack Crushing Shock, if you weave it, that's a thousand damage. It is. And it's, you know, you can do more than that, but it's kind of cheesy just to do the Crushing Shock. That's what everyone does. So they have the basic premise. Another flaw, I think Rage for Velocity uh, brought this up on Ellis Goes Off the Record, is, you know, no inner light. Uh, it's 20% crit chance, you know, that's a big deal. Um, and speaking of that, the mage guild passives are really, 
I think, undervalued from people. They don't understand what they do. They give you magic or return. But what I do is a little trick. You can automatically proc a 20% spell power buff. If you look at the Mage's Guild's passives, in there you have a thing where after you use the Mage's Guild for 7 seconds, you get a chance to proc uh, 20% spell power. So what I do is I turn Equilibrium on or off, or I mean Inner Light on and off, to get that spell power crit thing, and then run in there and do it. And so that's a little trick that you can use to increase your DPS that you really need a major skilled skill on there, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, I, I have to say that I don't agree with their restoration juices. Blessing of Protection, that's the one that's the cone, right? Yep. Okay. I absolutely despise that skill because most of the time during any kind of fight, no one is really just going to be standing in front of you. You're going to be facing other directions, and in order for that to be effective, you really need your entire team to just be standing in front of you. And it's it's such an annoying skill. I, I don't understand why that would be one of the ones that they chose, or even why they put skill points in it. And the Unstable Clan Fear, when I had one of my summon people on my bar, I had Pookie. I hate Pookie. I love Pookie because she gives mana. So those choices to me are just really strange. I don't I don't agree with them at all. Hmm. Bill, do you have anything you want to say about blessing and protection? Like do you like that healing? I ability? love combat prayer. Yes. Combat, combat prayer. the other morph is a nine percent damage increase. It's DPS dust. Hmm. It's just a huge benefit to the party. Yes, they have to be all clustered up and stuff like that, but if you run with a well-coordinated team that you can spray DPS dust every nine seconds, you're going to get stuff down a lot faster. No? I I, I don't know. It's, you it's, you play the rest of the staff, so I'm letting you take this with, one. With the circle, the, the, the healing springs, it's real easy because it's, it's a large circle. Mm -hmm. And if not, you can just cast it like in a circle or multiple circles around you. It doesn't really use that much MP. It's just a really good skill. But with that one, it being the cone from point blank from where you are, it was just more trouble than it was worth. That's just, that's just how I feel, though. Okay. I, I do much better with the other three. And then the other two skills I have on there, I don't remember what they are. <laughs> <laughs> Is one of them inner light? Yeah, no. Maybe. What? And I'm not sure. Heels don't crit. <laughs> Heels don't crit. I think it might be. I'm not sure. Yeah, it is. It is? It is? Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. And You're I, a little ball like... Ooh. And I know that I have this, this Storm Adronach because I will always... I will live by that Storm Adronach. I On both of your him. bars? Oh, yeah. Why? Because it's awesome. That is how uh, much I love that skill. But why? Because it's a great skill. My Atronach, Sparky, as I now, or Paul, one of the Paul other. Or Paul or Sparky, okay. Paul or Sparky, has saved your butt plenty of times. Yeah, but why wouldn't you put, like, like what Deltia said, Flawless Dawnbreaker on your bar for the damage bar? Because it increases your, your staff damage. And then putting Sparky on the op then anytime you want to use it, just flip and use him. Because I don't, I don't know. No, I'm, I'm just because I, do I don't it. have skill points in that skill. You could. Why would I want to? I'll never use it. 
You I, I, know. I am so used to using Paul that that's just I'm comfortable with using him. I know what he does. I know what happens when I put him on the ground. You don't use Fall as Dawnbreaker. You just let it on your bar. Oh. Because it's eighteen or thirteen percent more damage. You don't ever use it. Like, that's like cheap. Yeah, it just passively increases your like weapon damage by like thirteen percent. You don't use it unless there's danger. Then it actually hits pretty hard. But otherwise, you don't use it. I still like Paul. Okay. Well, we kind of got off a little sidetrack there. I thought it was kind of funny. So yeah, there we go, guys. The Battlemaster Corner, Daedric Monk. So I guess they're kind of stepping in one direction, which is Elder Staves Online. Just I don't think anyone uses Meteor. Like I saw it on the bar. Who uses that? I don't. I don't know. All right. We're going to move on to our next bit of news, which is actually several little bits of news. This week, or since our last patch, 1.5.3 dropped, or sort of dropped. So, yeah. When 1.5.3 dropped, I guess maybe some of you guys may have been aware that there was a slight issue when the patch actually launched, where it didn't actually launch as it was supposed to. Uh... Which was kind of neat, because they did come on the um, the official forums and talk about it in the fact that it was only applied partially. And they actually went into... I'm trying to find... There it is. I don't know why I'm on page two. What exactly happened? They actually went through and talked about what happened with the patch. And they said... Every new fix, feature, or improvement in an update or incremental patch runs through several stages from development to live. They start in small development environments and go through several staging and verification servers where they are gathered and readied for release to the live servers. During the last step of, of the process, today's patch encountered a problem where it unintentionally reverted back to last known good version instead of proceeding with today's patch. We've, uh, we've since fixed that issue, but it resulted in a slightly older version of the patch going live, which didn't contain many of the fixes listed in the patch notes. I thought this was actually kind of cool that they brought this up in general. I mean, yeah, it is kind of weird that the patch failed, but... I don't think I've ever seen that happen before in any MMO I've ever played. They probably did, but you just, they just didn't tell you. Well, oh, you know what? Good you, point. No, they, pro they probably didn't tell you our famous one that you always talk about. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I guess I know. Yes. Maple Story. What did they do when a patch was wrong? They just rolled <laughs> everyone back. Yeah, anytime that a patch dropped in Maple Story, you were guaranteed to not play for a week because <gasps> it was that bad. Every it, it would come out patch. and they would literally just roll you'd play and they would roll, roll you, you back. back. Uh, yeah, people would stay up and they would play for days and then on the third day they would roll you back. Like is, that, is that another one of your like Korean MMOs? <laughs> yes, love? it is. <laughs> yes. Right. So, the, so there's that. Yeah, there is. Uh, that. Did you have to like spend thirty bucks to get the the current patch or? No, no, it's completely free. <laughs> oh but, yeah, it's completely free. Yeah. It's yeah. except for the pay to win shop. Other than that. Oh yeah, yeah that I love pay to win. That's, pay to win I, is great. Yeah, but I, that's that's one of those things where when something bad like that happens, other games just roll you back. Yeah. These are, you know, or might not even say anything. These guys went through and decided they needed to tell us exactly what had happened 
because we got upgraded, but not every patch note that they said actually, you know, came out. So that's, that was really neat. I, I like to see that, that they actually went through and, and gave an explanation. It's just, they just show more about this. The company so, as a whole. Yeah, that they're interacting, like they're willing to talk about what's going on. I mean, Blizzard wouldn't do that. They're just They wouldn't. So, so yeah, that is exactly what happened with patch 1.3 and why there was some really weird stuff going on. Delta, did you run into any weird bugs during 1.53? I know I, always, I did. I always do, but I'm not going to talk about them. It's just, okay. yeah, there's a thousand bugs. But. <laughs> I'm going to talk about one that I had fun with. <laughs> so, looking up at my experience bar, you have gained 1.5 million experience. 1.4 oh, million yeah. experience needed the level. Huh. All right. Kill a mob. Veteran rank gained. Revert back to four. Oh, that's weird. Kill another mob. Veteran rank gained. Revert back to four. That was fun. I liked it. That was <laughs> that happened to me for a while because I think uh, Kipster and I were doing spell scar and he's like, oh, you should be close to level. I'm like, yeah, I'm so close. Just killed something. Hey, I hit VR. Wait a minute. I'm VR four still. And every time we killed something after that, it kept reverting back. So that was kind of weird. And also, for those of you who probably didn't notice, there's still another bug with the leveling experience. It, it's graphical only. But they they reduced the amount of experience needed to gain a veteran rank from like 1.4 million experience to 1 million flat. However, if you look at your experience bar, it says you need 4 million to level. But you will actually level after you gain a million. So I know uh, Thais was over here. I'm like, I'm so close to level. And she looked at my bar. She's like, you're nowhere near close. I'm like, no, no, I am. Trust me. <laughs> that was funny. So, yeah, that's what happened with 1.5.3. They did come out with 1.5.4 this week as well with an emergency patch on Thursday. So that was pretty cool. Most of which... Um, they fixed issues such as weapon swapping or moving from stealth. They did do a nerf of experience, which I said from 1.4 to 4 million, which is really neat. And, yeah, that's that's it. Lovely. Indeed. As, does anyone have anything they want to say about this before we move well, on? Well, yeah, I mean, the failed patches and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start my rant here a little bit. Okay. Um, so I don't know if this directly applies. I was trying to think of an analogy for kind of the gamer world. Now, this isn't exactly, you know, the, I don't know, the best opinion or people that think it's, you know, the most likely. We pay for a game. Yes, the developers work on things. And at that, at that cost, we expect things to happen, right? So what happened? We wanted four to six week content. We got it. Well, we got a little bit of buggy content. There was a article on MMORPG that kind of summarized that Elder Scrolls may want to slow down their updates. And I actually agree with them. I think make it a little more polished. We have a lot of things in the game right now that are worth doing daily. I think it might be wise for them to slow down a little bit, maybe make six to eight weeks. I really think the content is there right now. But what needs to happen is the polish and no game-breaking things. So us as a gamers demanded that. We got it. Um, you know, and that's how it, that's how it worked. 
Another thing that we wanted to happen is we wanted the champion system. We didn't want the veteran point experience level thing happen. Well, we got it, but we have to understand that it's not easy to implement that stuff overnight. And they did screw up. They admitted it, which is a plus one in my opinion, because as a man, as a woman, as an adult, if you admit you're wrong, I can deal with that. You know, if I stand in the red circle and I cause a wipe for my team and I, I blame it on someone else, hey, I'm not going to deal with that person. But if I say, you know what, I screwed up, sorry guys, boom, we're good to go, let's move on. So I think that, you know, I always talk about like little analogies. In, in the 70s, I wasn't around then, but there was an oil crisis. And people wanted cars that, you know, had better gas mileage. So what happened? Well, the manufacturers changed. They made cars with better gas mileage, but they sacrificed horsepower. So what did people want? Well, where's all my horsepower? Well, you can't have a car that has tons of horsepower and that's fuel efficient. So with that being said, how does that analogy fit into this? I think it, it is kind of like one of those things where we demanded something and wanted it overnight and we got it, except that it's going to take time for them to get it right. So is, am I make, excusing them for making a buggy patch? No, I think that was a mistake. I think they need to get it fixed, but I can accept the fact that they admitted it and they're working on fixing it. And so, you know, I'll give them a pass on that because they are doing what we wanted them to do. Whether it's going to be right the first time or not, you know, I appreciate their sincerity. So I do feel for the people that could not get past the level, you know, the level that they were trying to get to, um, due to the Reaper's Mark bug quest, that's really unfortunate. Um, that's pretty much unacceptable. They needed to have a game manager in there moving people along or something. Because something that blocks your progress, I'll quit a game. I will quit a game over something like that. And a lot of people will too. So while I can excuse some stuff, I think that's actually unexcusable. Other than that, though, I mean... It's going to be buggy. Every game's buggy. How, how, how's uh, Warlord or Drem Dremlore or whatever the hell the game's called going? Not very good, actually. Right, right. So everyone bangs on this game. It's like a buggy piece of crap. Blah, blah, blah. How's that game doing? How's that game doing with 8 million subscribers? How's that game doing with billions of dollars in Activision and Blizzard behind them? How's it doing? It's hard. It's complicated, people. I mean, <laughs> I can't. I can't draw a stick figure, let alone code for a game. And while all I'm trying to say is, give them a break. You know, they screwed up. They admitted it. We're adults. Let's move on and come together as a community. I think they do listen to us and what we like and what we don't like. So keep telling them. XP screwed up. Let's get it fixed. It's supposed to be easier level, not harder. And so what did I do? One more thing. I set my game, my character down. I was going to do a leveling guide for my Templar. I couldn't do it. I couldn't level. So I said, screw it. I'm going to move on to the Nightblade. Now, I know not everyone has enough time or that option to do that sort of thing, but, you know, I adapted and made it work. Okay. I will say this, though. Even, even though you couldn't gain your level, you still gained experience. So by the time I could level, I was like 20% into the next level, which is kind of funny. Now my my I have I'm Dory I have the memory of Dory and I mm -hmm. think when he started his rant he said I think that they should slow down on the patches is that mm -hmm. what he said okay um, I have to it's the only part that I disagree with because this is the only time a patch has gone this bad and not everything is perfect all the time nothing can be perfect all the time it's just it's impossible and this is the one time they like really messed up and they apologized and. If they want to keep pushing content out like this, I'm 
them. I totally agree with them. That that if this is what they want to do, definitely do it. They don't necessarily need to test more or make sure it's bug free because, like I just said, nothing is perfect all the time. You know, and I actually disagree with Delty on this one as well. It's not all their fault. The honest is on us to get in there on the PTS and test. This patch that went bad, which 1.4, was a fix for stuff that should have been fixed on the PTS. I really wish they would release metrics on the amount of players, like even a percentage, to show how few people jump on the PTS. It, that, yeah. it, it's, it's A lot of it, I still believe, is our fault. Well, and I disagree with that to some extent. Um, I, I would like them to give an incentive to test. I mean, I, basically the incentive has always been you get to see and play the content earlier. Well, I don't think that's enough, honestly. You know, yeah. if you're going to test and submit bug reports and spend your time and money on your $15 sub, I don't know. If you spend 20 hours in there or something, give us a free sub or, you know, something. I don't know what the solution is, but we're human beings. We want incentives to do stuff that is not going to benefit our character on live. It's true, right? It's true. So why why did I get on City of Ash? I got on City of Ash because I wanted to be the first one to post a video on YouTube about it. I'll be completely honest with you. I wanted to see it first. I wanted to rant and rave about it. Um, that was my incentive. If that incentive wasn't there, would I have got on and submit a bug report? Probably not. Okay. No, I'm fine with the type of incentivizing because I really think they sh- you know, I think that'd be a good thing. Like, I think it should be number of hours and stuff you've spent on the PTS or number of patches, I guess I should say. And give you specific rewards. I don't know what it could be. It could be anything. Even little cosmetic rewards or titles. or People will go on just for that. But the problem is not enough people are on testing the PTS. And this is coming from, you know, I, I work in an IT environment. Specifically with um, a Citrix type environment. Where I release and push out different versions of a virtual desktop for people to get on and play with. But no one wants to be in my beta group because they're like, oh, I don't have time to beta test this or whatever. I'm like, well, fine. But if I, I can't find every bug myself, I can try, but I don't do everything you guys do. I mean, we'll play it as I will get on and do what I need to as intended. But, you know, just given the nature of what I do, I don't go into the same programs you do on this desktop as an analogy. I don't do all that. If it opens, it's good for me. You guys need to get on there and test it, or else when I push it to live, because it's tested to the best of what I'm able to do by myself, because you wouldn't give a little bit of your time to beta test to make sure it was ready. When it goes out, you'll have to deal with it. And that's... I'm still on it that, yeah, developers need to fix it, but with a game this large, I'm sorry. When you walk into this one specific spot at this one specific time... And and te- you know and it freezes your game. I'm sorry, but not every developer is going to walk through there. Or something like even with the repentance bug. That's something simple. Not everyone puts that on their bar, and it was only affecting people who had it on their bar. You know what I mean? Things like that. When one ability breaks or whatever the case may be, how are we going to be able to actually you know go on there and and you know expect it to be perfect if we don't go on and test? game is too large to not be tested so when bugs or patches come out that are buggy you need to look at yourself and go why did i not jump on the pts and play around for a bit give it a couple hours on a pts and see what happens um so yeah that's that's kind of what i what i feel about that so 
face. You have anything you want to say on that? Uh, no, I, I, I'm one of those people that doesn't play on the PTS because I don't think it's worth my time. I, I know, I know, it's horrible to say, it, but I don't. Why? Tell me why you don't think it's worth your time. Because why would I want to play on the PTS when I can play on my real character and actually accomplish things that matter? Okay. I think that's the mentality a lot of people have. But then those lot of people, the people like you don't go in the PTS, you only have yourself to blame for when patches come out buggy. I, I don't... I don't and I'm not saying... Yeah, you're not... I'm, I'm one of those people where I don't care if it comes out buggy. Tell them what the bugs are and they'll fix it. I do not mind bugs. When we were talking about MapleStory, when everyone else was complaining that they couldn't play for a week, I was the person like, yeah, they'll fix it. It's whatever. We know what's going to happen. There's going to be some bugs because nothing is perfect all the time. Okay. Well, yeah, okay. But see, that's... The problem is people don't have that mentality. They don't get on the PTS. They don't test. And then when something comes out buggy, they're like, why, why didn't you fix this when it was on the PTS? Well, because they didn't know it was there because no one reported it to Well, them. those are the crap hole players that people wish would just die in a genocide. Yeah, but the problem is that's enough <gasps> oh of the player God. base to be most of it. <laughs> you really so, just said that out loud. Yeah. That, that, that happened? That, was, that did happen. Did that really just happen? Yeah, that did they happen. Used, they used to went genocide. A genocide. You know, for being comment. such a hippie, right. she's more aggressive than most of us. <laughs> oh my god, she went genocide comment on us. That's that's new. That's that new is, for Thais, All right. It is. <laughs> so yeah. Just how I feel on the inside. Uh-huh. So I re- I like their four to six week schedule. I think it gives us stuff to talk about on the podcast. Gives us something to look forward to. It's like I even said which we'll get into, Delta, when we were talking about this, we were deciding what we want to talk about for the discussion topic, and the reason why we picked what it was was because I looked at the calendar and went, well, this should be coming up soon. You know what I mean? Like, because they are so good with the schedule, I really think it's on us. And, I mean, um, <laughs> excuse me, Matt Fire, she's laughing over here. I'm wondering what she's laughing about. Her genocide Even, comment still probably. Genocide comment, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, quite the quite the rage. I'm sorry. Go ahead, continue. I'll, I'll laugh. Man, over here. between the introduction and her genocidal rant going on, I don't. Know, this is just she's going, she's going hard in the paint today. I know. <laughs> Man, we look like a bunch of filthy casuals compared to her at this point. Nothing beats my pack up your ovaries. Pack comments. up your ovaries. Yeah, that's that was right. to me, wasn't it? No, no, that was to both. That of was that to both day. of us because oh, we were getting yeah, a little yeah. mushy over how great the community and the developers were. Oh, yeah, we were about to cry. And then yeah, we were about to cry and hug for the each second other. Time. <laughs> yeah, and I'm over here shaking my head. Yeah. <sighs> the use is, like, more manly than we are. I know. Is that, is that bad? That is pretty bad. <laughs> I'm the man of the show. Awesome. I'm totally okay with that. I'm the man of the show, but I'm also the person here growing another human being. How funny is that? Oh, I thought you were going to say growing a pair. I was like, that growing would, a pair. That would be good. Possibly, if it's a boy, I don't know. Oh, well, yeah, see, that could work. There you yeah, go. There you go. Well, all right. Again, off topic, but kind of interesting. So, I, I still agree. They need more patches, but it's on us to test it. It really is. So, yeah. All right. Any, anyone have anything else they want to say about anything that we covered in the game news before we move on? Are we going to get to forward camps? Or is that in this section? Um, I, I think we're going to talk about it in this section a little bit. Because okay. it's kind of a rumor-ish. Which would probably come in update 6. So. Okay. 
Speaking of Update 6, that is what our Elder Scrolls discussion topic is going to be. Please note that this is speculation only. None of this is confirmed. This is us talking about Update 6. So it's confirmed, right? It is confirmed. It's, it's gospel truth right now, coming from Tales of Tamriel, the gospel truth of Update 6. Now I have to watch the Hercules cartoon. The gospel truth. I, see, that would have been... You know how you hate bumpers? That would have been a perfect bumper for this. <laughs> anyway update six speculation what we think update six is going to contain um first off face i'm gonna ask you this first when do you think they're gonna give us a teaser for update six i am so the worst person to ask because i have no concept of time i know i don't even know when <laughs> like update five gun. happened <laughs> two weeks ago well then i do you live in two- jamaica yaman <laughs> Close enough. She's like one of those Argonians, that one quest where they're talking about Argonian timelines. Are like, have, have you guys ever been to Jamaica? No, but I, I lived in Puerto Rico for a while, and Puerto Rico's oh just my. bad. Yeah, you went- go there, there's no clocks. It's like, do you guys like not care about... No, man, we're, we're good. It's like, well, no wonder you're in I, I went there with a group of people. I was an actual... <laughs> Sorry, person. I had to say that. I had to say that. I was a you're delegate, a del- and we were going... You're diplomatic when you're talking about genocide? <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell hired you? I went to Puerto Rico. I was a delegate. No. I got to meet like the Hitler's leader, like maybe. the no. ruler of the country, and this we were supposed go. to meet him at noon, and he didn't Trauma. roll in there till two thirty. Everyone else was angry. I'm like, "What's up? You know, it's Jeez. time. It's cool." For delegate of what? For the FFA. Wow. So you met the. <laughs> yes, of Puerto Rico. So Thais is kind of a big deal. Kind of a big. Kind deal. of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. Why'd you marry Ag again? Because he was. Because actually, the reason I married him is because he has blue eyes and blonde hair. And then, which is he, why it fits her genocide. You know. Oh my god. Oh, okay, we gotta move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Update six speculation. All right. Delta. Leave the chat room this minute. Yeah, they're gonna. We're gonna be crazy. Deltia, give us a timeline for when you think you're gonna tease us out. Update six. I teased this week. I think on my stream. Uh, on, on your stream. <laughs> They're coming out of my stream this week, by the way. Segway, too. But, um, so yeah, I'll look for that. It has to be this week, I think, really. Mm-hmm. They have to solve the problems with 1.5 and the XP first. Once that gets solved, I think no problem. It's going to be soon. So, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Well, the XP stuff is technically solved other than the weird 4 million air, which... Yeah, what I'm saying is that, that took a week to get that solved. Yeah. Well, actually, they had that within a couple days. Like two days or something. Like they did it on a Thursday, and the patch came out Tuesday. Well, you say that, but I mean, eh, I guess. Um, all right. Well, I actually I think it'll be this week as well because based on the current timeline, with uh, two weeks ago, one point five dropped, and now there's a week of silence, which there always is, and then normally it's the week after that or the week following that the they tease you out and they start loading the PTS with the new patch. So um, let's go ahead and start off one thing. For, let's talk about forward camps, because we were going to talk about that. This is, again, speculation, um, but we have heard that forward camps, while they are removed from the game now, it is not a permanent removal, that they are looking to redo forward camps in, in concept and bring them back in a future patch. And I think probably it'll be update 6 if they bring it back. So, Deltia. Okay. Yeah. What, wow. what do you think? 
Well, I don't really PvP anymore, um, so I'm probably not the guy to ask on this. You know, if I want to play a horse racing simulator game, I'll do it. And that's what PvP feels like to me. I think there's a good crowd that really likes that, um, which is not me, that's to say the least. But I think people are adapting to the change, and a lot of people are liking it, turning around, coming on it. I think if they release Imperial City in 1.6 and give us a fast, quick-paced PvP experience, I would love them to leave Cyrodiil alone. Because I think it's a really unique PvP system. I don't care for it, but I really think a lot of people do and are really enjoying the fact that it's really tactical now and you need a group and you need coordination. But for me and the solo kind of players, I want to solo YOLO. I want to go in there, I want to die, come back in five seconds, die again, and then 10 minutes it's over, I go back to doing whatever I want. And I think there needs to be an aspect of that. You know, when I log in now, what do I want to do? Do I want to ride on my, do I transfer to a server, wait in 30 minute queue, get in the server, die, ride my horse back? Or do I want to get a group of four friends, go do a dungeon and get fat loots? I'm getting loots, right? I mean, that's what I'm doing. And, you know, this week I, you know, I've joined Tamriel Foundry and I'm doing a lot of, I don't know, veteran Dragonstar Arena and stuff. And, I realize why PvE is so fun in this game. It's so much it's it's like PvP. It's chaotic. It's fast. It's you 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 can't control everything. Where a lot of the typical PvE, you know, this boss is going to spawn here, the tank takes everything. This is what happens. We just have to execute. It's a lot more chaotic. There's a lot more RNG. And I know the really at heart PvEers probably hate that, but for me it gives me that PvP feel with being able to get my group and the people that I want to bring with me in. So for me, I don't have a need to go into Cyrodiil. Really, my only need to go into Cyrodiil is getting my Alliance rank 6 up for like my healer setup and stuff. Other than that, I just don't enjoy it. I don't see the character progression being valuable. Only one person gets Emperor, so even that's a small chance of happening and you have to spend a lot of time doing it. So for me, there's no character progression. I've got all the gear that I want. What's the point, right? Okay. Um, Thais, what what do you think? Do you what do you think is going to come in update six? And I actually have something I want to talk about with uh, Deltia. Then I'm I'm not good at speculation. All I can say is I know what I would like to what see. What would in you the like? Future? That's fine. It's speculation. What do you What would you like to see for update six? In, Horse in, racing. In the future. Horse racing. I would love to see a type of battlegrounds. Yep. I'm I'm not a huge PvPer, but when I played WoW, the the one type of PvP that I loved, even though I'm I'm a horrible PvPer, you like arenas? You like arenas? No. Oh, you're talking about obje- objective based, like eight v eight type stuff. Yeah, like King of the Hill, and yeah. the Flag, yeah. things like that. Yeah. That's a like lot of those, fun. Those those I enjoyed because it because it gave you like enough of an objective for me to feel yeah. like it was PVE slash PvP. And a lot of times it was just, it was a lot of fun. Like, I really enjoyed the battleground type. Arena was just too hardcore for me. I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't, I couldn't concentrate enough for yeah, it. And Team Deathmatch, too, it's fun, but it's like, like you said, there's not enough objective, you know? And, and I, I, a lot of the, the battlegrounds in WoW, like, when they kept coming out with more and more, it kept making them more and more interesting. There was tons to choose from. I just, I feel like Battlegrounds would really, it, it would breathe a little bit more life into the PvP aspect of this game because there's so much you can do when it comes to the PvP. 
and and I will say this to add on to this, and I talked to Thais a little bit about it. This game has a perfect setting for Battlegrounds. Oblivion. Or of, of, of the, lore. Yeah, you're talking about the best. Yeah, setting. well, and uh, the thing they can do with Oblivion is because it's built into the lore, Oblivion's always fluctuating. They can make a perfectly, like, you know, triangular map and say, yeah, it's just a pocket of Oblivion that you're fighting over a... Uh, a Daedric relic, and that's like your capture fly. Capture, bring it back to your base. Score point. Lore-wise, that would fit without breaking. You know, you don't need a specific part of Tamriel. If people are like, well, great, now I can't visit it. Use the Daedric realms. They're pretty much infinite, and you can create till your heart's content. And there's enough uh, variety in the different types of realms: Cold Harbor, uh, the awesome lava zone of uh, the Deadlands, Quagmire. There's a lot you could do to make really unique and fun battleground maps that would make no logical sense in the real world to match lore but you could make them fair you know like why would there be three bridges over over a chasm if not for balance purpose but you could in oblivion because it's constantly fluctuating i mean lore is broken in every single game and what's lore in elder scrolls i mean it changes every game so the whole like can you make it lore friendly uh, argument i think is kind of outdated to be honest with you because the lore is speculative you're talking to a lore nut here dude i will slap you down the lore is speculative it is it changes over time just like that's two part okay the lore to the bit of it is but the land itself isn't Okay, the land isn't, but like you said, there's in there's like worlds. There's a plane you can make yeah, it. The different planes of existence, great, but within Tamriel itself, you know, like when they have Cyrodiil, if they talked about battlegrounds, I know one of the first concepts was what about the rest of Cyrodiil that's not being used? That could be a ever infinite battleground. I would much rather see that as a PVE zone or maybe even an open world PVP zone where you can go in like Cyrodiil. There's tons of ways to make battlegrounds lore friendly. Like, like, this world is vast. There's tons of lore. There's there's so many possibilities. Yeah, okay. I, I agree with lore, but Delty will agree with this. The thing that's fun about Battlegrounds is the fact that they're balanced and, and even. Otherwise, you'll get... If you had to stick to the layout of the world and, and talking about Nur and Tamriel, you are stuck within the structures that are previously there. What happened with uh, Altric Valley in Warcraft? Alliance had the objective or the 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 benefit because of where they were positioned. They sucked in PvP, but they actually people like Horde would not play Altric Valley because of where they were positioned on the map. It wasn't a fair battleground. You're the, kidding, right? No, nope. Horde always won. Well, that's Altric because Valley. that's because where all the PvPers went were on Horde. But actually, when the thing was first, people wouldn't queue for Altric Valley because it was unbalanced. Yeah, I mean, they did that in every war zone. They, you need to make, or in Star Wars anyways, you need to make the war zones random so you can't pick which ones. You have to be good at every single one type yeah. thing. Um, but yeah, like, like Thais said, I like that PvP actually is my favorite type. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty good at arenas just because that's kind of my meathead mentality. But realistically, having a, an objective where there's eight, four people, that's just a blast because... It is exactly what you said. It feels tactical, but yet not enough where numbers matter. And yet it feels like you have to know the PvP mechanics because you have to block, dodge, roll, and CC. It's just enough of the right thing. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with you. They need that. Okay. Or dueling. Dueling? Oh, my God. I don't know about the lore as you do, but... 
this would be the coolest dueling game I think in existence. If you could make dueling happen, like at a tournament and stuff like that, it would just be fantastic. Dueling doesn't have anything to do with lore in any way. That that happens all the time. Um, but I mean, yeah, that that I think will come once they have justice system. I see. I think it's a dumb idea. What does that prove? Like, why why would the game need you to be able to just duel anybody Test in builds. the world? Test it, but testing it's fun. on other players is different than testing it on the environment. Fa- yeah, face, that- face, have you ever did like a target dummy or a test dummy on your on your builds? Nope. Okay, I have because you know I actually have you ever played DPS at a high level? Nope. <laughs> okay. There's there's a reason why, dude. Trust me, you're not getting the, anywhere. The with only this game I've ever played a DPS and done well was Final Fantasy XIV. But I never, I've never gone near a test dummy. I don't see the point. You either do good damage or you don't. That's, then you have to change your build. Or your, then your, why do you need to test like, the numbers? Because you don't like, know. That's, that's like the, saying that if you out you're sick, and why would I test my blood if I'm sick? Either I'm sick or I'm not. Hey, I'll buy that car without test driving. That's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm either. I'm either like either, the car or you don't. Yeah, why <laughs> but would it could I, be I, a lemon. <laughs> like you literally buy it, you drive off the lot, and the engine explodes. It just doesn't make sense to me to stand there for hours. Whacking a dummy when you can go into a dungeon and if the mob dies, you're doing happen. good. Yeah, but you could be carried by not. the other people though, and you There's might no not notice how bad you are until you get near the or end. Or someone says, "Hey, you suck," and you go, "Okay, maybe I just need better gear." Okay. Yeah, but, you <laughs> know, we're not gonna we're we're gonna talk about update six because that's a lost ship. Yeah, I'm a horrible DPS. I'm, I'm a terrible, <sighs> terrible DPS. Okay. All right, so I agree with Deltia that Imperial City is going to be next up for update six now here's a question for you deltia you say i don't think imperial city will bring the small scale pvp and you know why because of how the campaigns currently are because how it is is each campaign when you select a campaign and go in maybe except for maybe the, the main one but most people who want a pve in there aren't going to go to the main campaign that is go they're going to go to their buff campaign because how it's supposed to work as long as you're holding your home keeps you have access well, what happens on the buff campaigns? Your faction takes everything and no one takes it. So you're going to go into the Imperial City on your buff campaign to do things. There's not going to be any PvPers in it. Because they can't get into it unless they own their home keep. I really don't think Imperial City will bring the small scale. Other than like on Thornblade, which is active. But if, you're, if you have that intention of going in and actually PvEing, not ganking people in there, you're going to go to your buff campaign. Uh, that's just how I see it's going to happen. Do you guys agree or disagree with that? Yeah, the the buff camp take the buffs away. Either either it, everyone it, gets them or they don't. Stop. I I don't think the buffs should be there at all. Or they should be minuscule, like not affect combat. They should be like two percent gold gain or something. Or everyone more should get them. Or you you only get them when you're in there. I mean, that's that's yeah. that's put it. You only get them when you're in there because the otherwise are broken currently. Because that's what it is. That's what Imperial City will be down to. I'm going to go to the Ebonheart Pack buff campaign, whatever, Azura Star, I think that's what it is. Um, and that's where I'm going to do my, my Imperial City because we're always going to own it. You know, that's what's going to happen. AD's going to go to whatever their buff campaign is, and DC's going to go to whatever theirs is. That, what is theirs? Like Crossius or something dumb like that? I don't remember. Um, but that's what the Imperial City is going to happen with the way the buffs are currently. They have to change the way the buffs are before Imperial City becomes that 
you may get ganked because no one's going to be able to get into the Imperial City on the Ebonheart Pack buff campaign or the AD buff campaign other than those characters. So, Thaisi, you have anything you want to throw in there? Nope. No? Okay. So, you want to see what again for Update 6? Battlegrounds. Battlegrounds? Okay. And Delta and I are believing it's going to be Imperial City as the update. Now, here's one other thing I guess we're going to talk about, and I know I, I mentioned it, Delta, in pre-show, and while he can utter something similar to what he says, he can't utter the exact wording, or else I'll have to bleep it out. They did talk on ESO Live the complete overhaul of skills. In Update 5, they updated a couple of the skill lines, specifically bow and two-handed, and they talked on ESO Live that in Update 6, they are doing all the skills. They are going through and doing an overhaul of all the skills in the game for Update 6. Delty is probably burning, so I'm going to ask Thais what she thinks first. About them redoing all the skills? Mm-hmm. I only use about five skills, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> so as long as they don't touch those five? As long five. as they don't touch them five, maybe six skills, I don't know, give or take. Eh, let's see, on both my bars. I use about... Eight skills. Yeah, but when you double up on a skill, you can't count that. So Sparky does not count as two spells. Oh, no, no, I'm not. I'm not counting okay. as double. I, I I use about eight skills. That's that is that's it. So as long as they don't touch, I use eight about skills, eight skills every about ten minutes. I, yeah, I know. I and it's I sit over here and I stare at you switching out skills and it frustrates me. To to my core, just ugh, just makes me cringe. So as long as they leave my eight core skills alone, I'm good. Winnow Stealth in chat says he knows that the provisioning revamp is coming in update six as well. So uh, I don't. I, I kind of like the provisioning as it is. I like complicated crafting. I think they need to go instead of taking away mats. They just need to make different materials more worthwhile because you stop using them eventually. I think they should change that. You should use even like the stupid mud crab meat should be used in a high-end recipe in some extent. Um. Alright, Deltia, let's go ahead and I'm going to let you loose on this one. Overhaul of skills. Go for it, my good man. That's terrible. Stop! Stop! What are you talking about? Overhaul of skills? You just got the damn thing balanced! Where stamina's starting to hit like a truck and magic's doing great. Leave it alone! God, what's up with all this change? I've found I've sound like a seven-year-old gamer where I'm like, I am afraid of change. I do, but or a seventy-year-old gamer, <sighs> or a seven-year-old gamer. Yeah, I get my naps at two o'clock, and no one's gonna interrupt that schedule. I mean, I don't know. Like, why are we messing with it? I mean, what's wrong with the skills? Like, we're adding more line skills. We're adding this. Can we just leave them alone? I think they're awesome. Mess with the set bonuses. Mess with the gear. Have that do unique, cool stuff. Believe this. You're going to screw it up. You're going to screw it up. Guarantee it. And I'm going to find a way to screw it up for you. Believe me. I'm going to find a skill that's overpowered that can pull way more DPS than you anticipated or even thought in your wildest dreams. Or make it so no one can kill me on PvP. There will be something that you missed. There will be something screwed up. And it will get break the game probably. It'll break it for a while. These developers are really good at getting it fixed. But, I mean, is the balance that much of a problem right now? I don't think so. Bow hits like a truck. I can do pretty good damage on my bow. I can, I can actually do more damage on my bow as a Nightblade than I can with my Destruction Staff. But I can't drop as many ultimates and or self-heals. So I really think stamina is at a great point. I saw a Templar two-hander pull 1,000 DPS on a single target boss. 
I've never seen that before. I can't do it. He did it. I don't know how, but it was there was no secrets. He was using potions and a thousand DPS on a two-hander. That's pretty good. Leave it. Don't mess with it, please. I don't know why we got to mess with this stuff. It's the game's balance, right? I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? I still don't think stamina is where destruction is. Because, yeah, 1,000 damage on a, a Templar two-hander, that is bet a lot better than it was. But what is the average single-target damage from a, a caster? Like 1,500? No, average no. That, if single target fifteen hundred, you're talking about some of the best DPSers in the world. Sure. And then it changes if you're like in a trials group. I mean, you're going to have mm -hmm. more buffs. You're going to have more debuffs. You're going to have higher DPS. If you're in a four man group, you're talking a thousand eleven hundred is really solid. Okay. I don't know. It's there's still certain spell lines and skill lines that just aren't there. Uh, the dual wield I think does okay. Two hand I still think needs love the uh not just because i use it i just literally mean it's still clunky in some areas such as the wrecking blow please just take the cast i would be fine if you took the stun component away do something else lower their weapon damage i don't know this is going to be the wrecking wrecking blow podcast for it, it is buff wrecking blow well they, yeah i mean come on zoss i'm like the only guy who still uses it so buff it for me because I'm like the only two-hander still out there, so it's okay. Yeah, they're, that's a dying breed. Well, actually, it's it's extinct. It, yeah, it's, I'm like the last guy still holding the two-handed weapon, okay? So <laughs> just make skills for me. Whoever's doing the skills, let's just talk on the phone, because all the skills are only going to be ever used by me at this point. I don't know. I'm really happy with the balance so far. I mean, I was testing my bow out, and I was just ripping it. Now, you have to build it a little differently, Um you have to do the reduced cooldown on potions and basically just chug potions all the time to have infinite stamina. So it's sure. more expensive, but I can literally, literally as a Nightblade with the passives and alchemy have 91% crit at all times. Weapon crit. So I can do a lot of damage, but, you know, I go through 100 potions in 20 minutes. <laughs> but if you're looking at single target DPS, <laughs> no one can touch my bow Nightblade. I don't know. I guess I, I agree. Bo has gotten a lot of nice love, a lot of nice love, but I, I just I don't I still don't think it's we pass the point where it's not the elder staves online. It's, yeah, but they've made huge progress, bro. I mean, every game you know of. Okay, I'm going back to Star Wars because yeah, that's kind of like my wow, if you will. Sure. Commandos for anyone who plays Star Star Wars were terrible in PvP for two years. I mean, just if you had a commando on your team, people wouldn't group with you. It was that bad. <laughs> they were like that underpassed. Wow. Oh, it was just like, nah, sorry, bro. I, you could be the best in the world, but this guy over here can click two buttons and do more damage than you. I mean, it was that type thing. And it took them three years, two years to get that solved. So they've came, let's give them credit where it's due. They've came a lot. They're not going to do the. Th they're not going to do the three stat pool. They're not. Yeah, I'm, you know, and as much as I still think it's needed, I will say this. When we were on the on the PTS, when I had my guy decked out, he was maxed out stamina regain in terms of soft capped. Um, had like 2,200 stamina, et cetera, et cetera. Um, even with dodging, and as long as I made sure I used some heavy attacks once in a while, I didn't run out of stamina for CC blocking, anything like that. I didn't really run out. If you if you soft cap your stamina regain, 
it it comes back fairly quickly. Well, and let's be honest here: the passives in the medium armor tree are better than the passives in the light armor. If you look at it, you get crit for the amount of uh, medium armor you wear, not only uh, flat amount via 5%. Plus, you get weapon power over um, the other 5-piece set bonus. So the actual armor pieces are really, really good. The problem with medium armor is, especially in PvP, is that it offers no spell resistance. When everyone's using spells, your defensive sucks. If If they made the elude skill a lot better... I don't know how they could do it, maybe reflect some damage or something. I think that tree would be a very viable tree. But the defensives, that's the problem with medium armor that people don't address, is that the defensives are really awful. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'm a fanboy, you know it, I love this game. I think it's getting a really good spot. I'm having fun doing either thing. I just think you're exactly right. At the top, 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 top tier end stuff, you have to play Magic. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, I just, I feel like that's not a good place for the game to be. Long term, no, it's not. No, long term, it's like, it's not. There there should always be a mixture. I mean, in every game, they always had, they tried to incentivize. In Final Fantasy fourteen. they incentivized with the limit break buff, where your limit break for doing your, essentially, ultimates, a group-wide ultimate, was better based on, having a diversity of classes because they had a little bar if you if it touched every main stat which required you to have one of every class in in the, the great in the raid it would go up much faster than if you stack classes that was their way of nerfing people stacking classes because what happened in warcraft did that constantly when something got buffed up to the point where it was overpowered they made their raiders at least the high-end people roll and they were stacking yeah, you, classes. You, have to, you have to roll alt yeah and that's that's the problem with this game is the ultimates like you have to have a night blade you mm-hmm. have to it's just the ultimates too powerful the veil of blades not to have a not to have a night blades in the serious serious end content you know and i'm gonna say this is maybe kind of controversial i think they should go ahead and nerf all class ultimates no Yes. No, no, absolutely yes, not. Sir. You have never been more wrong about anything no. in your life. They need to go ahead and do that and add more ultimates and utility in other forms. No. Yes. No. I, why? The ultimate I use is already kind of crappy according to everybody else. Can you leave Paul alone? <laughs> Paul. Atro's good, but not for every situation. But, I mean, that's what makes this game fun is the ultimates. Like, it makes it... Dropping a standard is cool. Right? I mean, that's what a Dragonite does. You sacrifice range for a cool ultimate. Don't mess with them, please. I love the ultimates in this game. It makes it unique, fun. I couldn't disagree with you more. <laughs> I, I think he upset everybody in the chat. I, I, I'm fine with that. I'm who? Fine wait, wait, who, who upset people? Me, me. I did. Oh, no, and I, I stand by it. Because here's the thing with classes. Stand by your man. Stand by oh. it. The problem with ultimates in general, and this goes all of it, is... Like with you need a nightblade for veil blades. There should never come a time when that's you go ahead. when you need a class to either Ag, make or break your raid. Ag, come on, bro. Every game has had that happen. Yeah, no, it has, and that's every, not that's a good spot for game. No, it's not because every every game that has done that has then seen that same class get nerfed into the ground the following patch, and what happens to those people on there? Yeah, but I mean, every game has had that. Like, Star Wars, you had to have Marauders and or Sentinels to run this one buff. I mean, every game I've ever played has had, you have to bring this guy along. I I don't know of a game unless I'm completely... 
out of my I'm off rocker here. But tell me about it. What about your guys' game, Final Fantasy fourteen? Come on, tell me. Tell me there's not a class that you don't bring to the battlefield. Oh, I'm sure there absolutely is. The only class that you really don't want to bring, again, Ag always plays the Templar. <laughs> yeah, Dragoon. It's Templar DPS. Uh, yeah, no dragoon. one likes Dragoon. Everyone hates Dragoons, and whenever it's time for us to raid, I swear people go, ah, oh, just add hey, egg. All, I, all I'm gonna like, say is, even on my low-end Dragoon, I do more damage than anyone else in the race. Why does it, so Ag's the guy who plays, like, the underpowered class? I do, yes. I do. It seems to be my, my first love was a Retribution Paladin in BC WoW, where people wouldn't even take me in five-man dungeons. And if you had to choose what DPS to bring in Final Fantasy XIV, you would never tr choose a Dragoon. <laughs> You would choose everything else. I and like my underdog. And if you had no dog. option, you go, just bring, just bring him. We'll, we'll kill him, and he'll, he'll tank the floor for the rest of the fight. All right, just... can, I, can I talk about something positive? Yeah. yeah. I mean, this patch is freaking phenomenal, people. I mean, I have never had more fun running dungeons in that... They did something amazing that I don't think a lot of people are giving them credit for. They made the drop sets in these dungeons random. So the armor, weight, the trait, um, it's all random. So you might get this, you might run City of Ash or Crypt of Hearts like we're doing right now on the stream. And you might pick up this awesome helm, but it's medium armor. And now you have, you know, a medium armor piece or whatever. They added passives and they give you reputation for the Undaunted. This patch is amazing. Like character progression has never been so good in this game. It's so much fun. Like I almost have all the sets. Speaking of which, I'll be putting that on my site soon with the procs and what they look like and how to get them, how to beat the bosses, all that sort of stuff. Nice. They revitalized. It's people are grouping like never before. People have a reason to group and quit getting, and they have a city to go call their own. They have a home and a faction, and it's just awesome. I don't know if I agree about the sets because the any of any of the new set here. I mean, let me try again. You're talking about the undaunted sets. Yeah. Yeah. That drop Tops. out of the chest. Yeah. Okay. I think that they're broken because I've never seen a light piece drop that had the light traits, like the 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 light set bonus. There we go. Any piece that I've gotten has been like a medium piece of armor with have you done a gold key yet yes mm -hmm. okay um i've gotten i have i have every single set i don't think she's talking specifically about the the head and shoulder combo i think she's talking more like the undaunted unweaver Un and, and the stuff undaunted. Like that. Oh, yeah, those only come in medium and light i think oh yes well, but the medium pieces have the set bonus that should be for mages uh, well this is where i think That's the set bonus is messed up wait, wait what did he say say again Dantia? let's get into my point it it has the wrong set bonuses and the wrong trait for what you want, giving you more incentive to run it again and get the right one. But we've, I don't, I've never seen a correct it, piece is, drop. I'm, I'm talking about the actual numbered set bonuses as well, where it's like set one is 70 stamp, 70 stamp, and then it's spell critical. And then it's oh, switched. you're talking, yeah, you're talking about the five piece undaunted weaver. Yeah, set. it's yes. weird because they add like a spell critical. For the melee set, and then a weapon critical for the casting yeah, set. Using it. I don't know. I f the set bonuses would be awesome if they just switched that third trade around on each one. But know. they just like I—I'll never be able to wear the undaunted sets because 
I'm not going to wear medium armor. It's absolutely useless for me. It gives me nothing. Hmm. Well, I disagree. I think it's broken. Like, it should be switched. Well, have you seen the Undaunted Passives now? There might be a new meta. There's one good passive. Oh, they're both excellent. There might be a new meta. 5-1-1. Just saying. Because you get a bonus for, like, you get 1% per type that you're wearing. You'll get 6% to all your stats. Plus, if you have all the passives of light and medium, it could be a big deal. So, I, I think they're changing the meta in a good way, and I like it. But hey, I I'm fine with that. I want to wear my uh, heavy shoulders, because they look better than all the rest. <laughs> but to your point, the, the one set, it, I got it, like, day one. I keep getting it, and I'm like, that's kind of junk. It's like... <laughs> Yeah, it's not useful for a stam build, and it's not useful for a magic build. Yeah. But that's the one set that I think is screwed up. I'm focused on the positive, and that's the, the two-piece set. Have you seen what they do? Is Have you the seen helmet and the, shoulders? the helmet and shoulders? It is absolutely amazing. One has a Dwemer, which I got day one. One shoots a meteor down. One has a web. One um, basically puts a lich, a huge lich on the ground. It blows up in an AoE. These are game-changing. These are so fun to watch and see proc and have everyone geeking over how fun they are. I just love it. Like I want to get them all. I want to get them in medium. I want to get them in heavy. I want to. I mean, Pokey I just can't ESO, stop running. Collect them all. It's like Pokemon. Like they made this game like addict, more addictive than crack and pizza and M and M's. I hate them. But see, I would never use them because it would break the current set that I have. Like I have my set pieces. Like I think I have a five. And You're not a Mi'kmaxer, right? I mean, we. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. But but I planned out my set pieces that I'm wearing now on purpose. For the specific set bonuses, so if I was to wear the helmet and the shoulders, that two-piece would break what I already had. It would, but you'd have to balance if it benefit is greater than having that. Because I plan, I have my sets planned out too. I'm like five hundings rage and well, four uh, night mother. I would easily break the four night mother to get one of those two set bonuses because then i still get four percent weapon damage and then i also get the benefits of of those special sets i specifically crafted my gear so that the night mother was the shoulder and head so i could remove those well guys i mean i've done the same thing i published a guide and the day later this came out and it's now it's all wrong right i mean so believe me i have to go back to the drawing board but it changes the meta from running two five pieces or whatever. I like it. And, and I, I will say this for Delty. One of the best things that I did love about Warcraft was when you raided and they came out with a new tier set. You're like, please make it something awesome because the tier sets were fun. You get like, hey, you would actually go for your two and your four set tier bonuses because sometimes, sometimes they suck. But a lot of times that made your DPS. Like on my Templar, one of the set bonuses was it procced a free spell that was my major damage dealer. You know, it's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, instead of, it was it was a free damage, uh, you know, like so much percent to get free damage. You designed your gear based on those gear sets when they came out. This is allows you to get these gear sets and go, oh, that proc is awesome. How do I want to, you know, add it to my set? I, have, you, I like, have you guys gotten it yet? No, we're not that far up. 
Actually, well, you, you can get the sets at VR1. doesn't matter how, how, what VR level you are. I haven't got anything out of my gold chest. All I've ever seen is the Unweaver and the Undaunted stuff yet. Anything all that right. I've gotten out of my chest had Stam on it, so I gave it to Ag. Until we both realized that they were light pieces, yeah. which was absolutely useless. I, I've gotten so much. Like I, People are like, you have to have the developer buff here or something. I mean, like... <laughs> Every day I'm getting pieces. It's great. I like how they split it up to where the head drops off the final boss of yeah. the dungeon, and then the shoulders come out of the chest. I think it's neat. Love it. That is that is a fun. Mechanic. Well, the good thing is you can farm. What what the fun part is you can. We ran uh, Wayrest Sewers and um, what's the other one? Um, the the tanking set that's like the the end all be all tanking set. We ran that thirty times, and I got the. Um, the piece that I needed, but I'm waiting on the shoulders, which is a random drop. Mm. So it gives me incentive to go in and do the dungeon repeatedly. It gives me incentive to go in and basically do the dailies daily. So there's, they have a good balance of incentives versus just doing one thing over and over. Sure. Okay. I don't know. I feel strongly about this update. I'm really happy about it. All right. Well, does anyone have anything they want to say about the, Update six speculation before we move on. Thais? No, I'm good. No? Yeah. Okay. Deltia? Nope. Okay. Um, I will say, like, uh, I'm excited to see what they do. I love the changes when they release stuff. I do think Imperial City is next, which would be kind of neat. So, yeah. Fun times for update six. Now we're going to go ahead and move on to our next section, which is our tales section, where we talk about our week in game. And Deltia, why don't you go ahead and go first? Okay. Um, so basically, the XP thing wasn't as good as we originally anticipated. Kind of, you know, they kind of broke it for a few days. So I had to bench the Templar and uh, pick up the Nightblade. Because Tamriel Foundry really needed a, a strong Nightblade DPS, and I've been working on that for my site and whatnot. So I've been playing that, did a new guide, basically redid my Blade Master build for 1.5, and really, you know, experimented DPS-wise and trying to be a top-notch DPS player in this game because I hadn't been in the past. I still have a lot of room to improve, so I'm not there yet. But that's really what I spent my time doing. So I ran a lot of dungeons. I leveled my skills. I leveled alchemy. I basically, I mean, I redid everything. I sat and tested builds and stats and, and gear and just the whole week, tweak, 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 tweak. And then I put it to use. I ran dungeons. I ran that DSA. And I just kept trying to improve my build. I looked around on the forums. I asked people what they were doing who were better than me. I asked Kipster what he was doing. And we learned from each other. You know, I didn't know some of the things he was running and why. He didn't know either. And so we only got better talking about it together. Um, and then we ran that DSA, I think, a third or fourth time. And so we didn't clear it again. But the last boss, it's just... There is some class imbalancing, I will say, as far as tanking goes. It's very noticeable at the the very, very high-end game, where Templars Templars and Dragonites can do massive self-healing, or Sorks and Nightblade tanks can't. And yes, people will disagree with me saying that they're as good or whatever. And Trials, I think they are as good, because you're really... A lot, mostly dependent on your healer, and so you just need to keep up buffs and your armor and whatnot. So Sork and Nightblades are great. In Vet Dragonstar Arena, it's just a different type of gameplay, where you have to heal yourself. And especially that 10th boss, it's hard class imbalance. So we kind of found that out. 
Um, but I think there's ways around it. I've just never had so much fun PVE and dying over and over. It's just, it's so much fun. I don't get it. It's, it's, it's the chaoticness of it. You know, that Dragon Star Arena, I don't know where those red circles are. I know the boss, when he does this, he's going to do that. But other than that, I don't know when this, these ads are going to spawn. I don't know when this is going to happen. It's just, it's a blast. And so really, I've just been trying to do high-end PV, PVE content and have a lot of fun doing it. So that's my ramble about that. Okay, cool. I'm I'm a PVE so I understand exactly what you mean. I love that kind of stuff. Um, all right. Uh, anything else you want to say for your game and or your weekend game this week? Well, I was going to say as far as you know what's coming up next on the site. I will be doing Templar. I think I'm going to do a tank, turn the harvester into a tank, and then also I'm going to do the two set bonus pieces and show you what they look like, how to get them, how to beat some of these bosses and whatnot. So remember, Estelden, if you're having trouble with these dungeons, because they are hard. I mean, you're watching us. We're dying a couple times. Um, visit the site. Estelden has done guides on each of the bosses. So if you're having a problem with one, come visit the site, see how it's done, leave a comment. And if you need help running stuff, you know, whisper me in game. A lot of the time people who are solo players are finding out they can't do the same sort of solo stuff that they could previously. You're, it's, you're finding that out. Um, so it's unfortunate because we can't play the game hundred percent the way we want, but it's getting close. Okay. I'm still waiting for you to make your two-handed uh, Templar DPS guide. That, that's my challenge to you. When you can make one that can pull trial-ready damage, I will be impressed. I can't, but I will want to say two things. Um, a couple people in the chat room, when I know Stealth and Obi, talked about two things. Number one, the grouping tool, that needs overhaul. Yeah. drastically the the grouping system in this game is terrible if you're not in a guild with high-end players that want to do these dungeons you're not doing them luckily for me i'm in a few active guilds so i have you know buddies that always run with me but if, if you're not in a guild that's willing to be patient and learn with you you're kind of screwed um two obi said that pvp is a lot of fun i think why he's having fun is he can get in there and join a group and it's not so you know you have to do this one role, and that's all you're tied to. So those two things I just wanted to talk about. Okay. Um, here's a random question. We won't get into it too much, but I, I just want to know your thoughts. How do you guys feel about Dungeon Finder being cross-faction? Like it, when you go into the dungeon, you could be with AD or DC players. Totally okay with that. It opens up Hate the pool for players so much more. And Deltia? Hate it. Why do you why do you hate it? Because at this point in time, like, would you really know they were AD? You just you know when you get into a group, you spawn into the dungeon. I don't want to see no filthy red guards in my group. <laughs> but the problem is, you could have filthy red guards if they bought the game pre-launch anyway. I mean, yeah. I, I I sold a bunch of stuff to a Khajiit today on Ebonheart Pack. So I mean. To me, it wouldn't be that. They would just be players at that point. Like, you wouldn't be able to talk to them outside the dungeon no, or anything of that nature. If it allows people to experience the content who otherwise wouldn't, do it. Because right now, unless you're in a super uber guild or have a bunch of active people around, you're not doing it. Um, you know, I'm just lucky that I get people that run dungeons and run achievements with me. And then, you know, a lot of people aren't so lucky. And especially if you're new to this and it's hard, you know... It's hard. Some of these dungeons are hard. And yes, you can see me kind of nuking them with my really good group, but some of us have been doing MMOs for 15 years. So there's a reason I can talk and do this gaming stuff. I've been doing it my whole life. I've been grinding my whole life. 
But for those who haven't, stick with it. Give it a chance. Let them get the grouping tool fixed. Um, you know, I'll help you as best I can, but give it a chance. It's going to be worth in the long haul. And you remember my original overreaction to this. I hated it, right? Because, you know, I'm, I always overreact. After thinking about it, it's made me a lot better of a player. It really has. I've gotten so much better because before I could just go through and impulse and kill everything in, you know, dirt mode. Well, now I have to use mechanics. Now I have to time CCs. Now I have to, you know, use my stamina. So overall, you know, originally I hated it, but it's making me a much better player now. I know it's been like ranting in like my, the whole episode here, but <laughs> I think should be ranting his whole life. Yeah, right. I think it's a great idea to do cross faction, but if they're gonna do that with the group finder, don't let it show what faction every player is in. Okay. Let it be ambiguous. Okay. Well, I I know uh, it's to a lesser extent, but Final Fantasy does that when you join a a group like a, a dungeon. Now again, that's a different. That's a group matchmaker where it just throws you in and you get poured to dungeon. This one kind of group. I like the fact that when you're in there, I think it should be like you can't really go anywhere except for the dungeon. But they don't let you see what guild you're in. And for you, you are just literally a player. Yep. They don't let you go, oh, you're an ex-gilder. It says you're ungilded. Ungilded. You have nothing like that. They make it so you're just a player. And I, I think that would be interesting. Like, you just are a player. Mm-hmm. So, And I think it would definitely help fill out the... I don't think Ebonheart Pact, Delta and I were talking about this... Ebonheart Pact is, I still believe, more populous than Daggerfall Covenant. It's not as populous as AD because everyone's AD. I don't see why. They have the worst races. AD has the best races for casters. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, since it's Elder Staves Online. <laughs> not a min max. I'm talking about like lore wise and just two words, like, crappy races. Like just all three of them. <laughs> Again, just group them all up, put them on a ship, and just sink the ship. Genocide wow. is now yes. we're doing dr- now we're doing drowning jokes. Yeah, <laughs> drowning genocide. I don't know where we can go from here. The show. Is uh, I'm liking this. It's Star Wars. Let the hate fill you. It's great. <laughs> wow, I've never seen a Sith in real life, but this is about as close as it gets. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I. But see, the thing is, I think AD players because there are larger player base there probably don't have near as hard of time as I feel bad for the DC players. Like I really do. I don't think I don't have issues getting dungeon groups. Like I, I don't, I ask in guild. And if I don't, if I went to, um, uh, freaking a, what is it? Why am I drawing a blank on the name of the t- Mornhold where the undone, I'll sit out there and I just feel like I had looking for group and there's people doing it. Well, until you tell them you're a DPS Templar until I tell them that, that's the side <laughs> point. I don't tell them that until I'm in the dungeon when they're like, okay, you taking? Nah, no, dude. See, it's a great, great sword. <laughs> yeah, no. Bes- besides me having individual problems getting into a group, there's people to do it if you hang out. With- but the DC group, I feel bad for those guys because they are the lowest by pretty far. What bad could actually go wrong to open it up cross-faction? Nothing. As, as long as you keep it I ambiguous... Know. Not there's no bad that can come. I I see no problem with any of the PVE in general because they've already messed with the faction pride to an extent. Uh, I mean, maybe trials are a little different, but as for group finder, let it be cross faction. Then it's easy to find players and just throw them into the dungeon. So, 
Um, Pink Latex and Chad is saying that DC is always busy, but they have a hard time finding people in EP. See, I don't, I don't know what to say to you, man. I have no issues with EP. Like, none. That's because you're like a famous podcaster, though. <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely not. People would avoid me rather than than join me at most points. Deltia, you play on the American server, right? <laughs> Yar. Okay. Yar? No, those Europeans. Oh, them. Captain, Captain, uh, it's yeah, I play. the second time he asked, and I, I thought I answered the first time, but I guess not. I'm sorry, yeah, I play uh, North American server, AD faction. Yeah, so. And Thaddeus and I play North American server, Ebonheart Pact, because Blood for the Pact. Blood for the Pact. That's no one right. cares. We no even one cares have about a, you, Delta. No, we have a cooler saying. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, so for the queen's not cool. Okay, that's kind of derpy. Yeah, yours is derpy. Ours is pretty awesome. Wait, he's AD. Yeah, he's AD. You know I'm AD. Thaddeus, quit trolling. Thought, I actually thought you were DC. I don't know why. I thought you were DC. I don't. I don't know why. No, he's a Mountain Dew chugging booger eating kid on AD. <laughs> oh my god, that's all of AD. Yeah, eighty's terrible as far as the booger eaters, but <laughs> there's so a lot I, of them. <laughs> I don't PvP anymore, and I don't pug anymore, pretty much. So I, I'm good, you know. Parth Malgus. <laughs> I am apparently the most hate-filled Argonian <laughs> on the planet. <laughs> we bust out a Darth Malgus comment. That's all. That's old Republic school right there. Wow. Uh, let's see. Ram sixteen said Thais makes Darth Malgus seem like a pink bunny. Wow. Oh. All right, Thais. Let's talk a little bit about what we did in ESO. We we have to preface this with it hasn't been a good week for me. My morning sickness is still killing me. So we did. So was mine. That, it's been acting up. A lot of time <laughs> to play. Oh, you have morning sickness too. Yeah. Yeah, all day because mine's all day. No, it's just the morning, hence the word morning sickness. No, but more, real morning sickness does not happen in just the morning. It, it happens all the time. All day, every day. All every day, day, every day. <laughs> you've, been, you've been morning sick your whole life. <laughs> morning sick your whole life, okay. Um, she might not have played a lot, but I've been on almost constantly. I, I let Ag know, I think on Monday, I said to him, it's okay, you can play without me. And that opened up the floodgates to him just to do what? Yeah, I, I, I'm not allowed to do any quests without her, which is fine, but I'm allowed to grind my life away, and that's what I've been doing. He's already ranked like eight, I'm still four. I'm almost VR6, yeah. but I've only been doing Dwemer runes. See, That's I, all. Was, I was trying to be nice to let him play without me. I did not think he would take such advantage of it with me and my weakened sick state. You're talking about Agger. You're talking about a game that I love. <laughs> I can't sit here and wait for you to be ready. I'm sitting here. I just want to play. But it's not like I'm 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 like doing something else. It's I'm laying in bed moaning from pain and nausea. <laughs> Ag just disregards that. I'm <laughs> just, you're fine. Just, quiet. I'm, my, I'm getting some. Shut up! I got. I'm on, I'm on Teamspeak. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we didn't get to play much hey. together this week. Now, what did I do for you? What do you? What do you in, in what regard? Because I was allowed to grind. What did <laughs> I? Do for oh, you? that is true. Because I gave him permission to play without me, he did gather almost every single piece of Dwemer. Really. Uh, what, are, She's missing like two motifs. Yes, and he. You have the chest one, Ag, and heavy. Yep. Yes. Oh my god, I need that. So I, I have. I have I'm missing only two of them. I farmed the set 
twice so far, give or take. I'm still farming. She's missing two, and I think I'm missing four now from my set. But the first set of Dwemer stuff that I farmed he all gave, went he, to her. He gave them to me. It was very sweet of him because I wasn't able to play. And, and she was, does have really bad nice. luck, and I seem to... I, 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 I get in there, and I, I do a run, and I, I'm having so much fun with the Dwemer. I have to pause for a second, because this is... I've seen this phrase so many times, and I don't understand it. Deltia, what in the world does going ham mean? <laughs> I can't say it. Hard as a M. <laughs> I think you know what the M stands for. Oh, okay. All right. Um, okay. It means like you're going crazy or something. It's just kind of well, a little... Well, now but... that makes sense, because when I see Ag going ham, I see him going, like, porkish, <laughs> and just, like, pigs running everywhere with the little curly it, tails. Yeah, pretty much. That's me. You know, doing like baths and crap, and I just, it doesn't. It's not a it's good image. It's dirty in those Dwemer runes. But yes, that he was. He was very good and gave me all those all those motifs. But we, we were able to. Play Even for... Kipster's like he must really love you for giving you all those <laughs> motifs. Mm-hmm. Even Kips was like, yeah, no, I I I tell her, forget you. <laughs> <laughs> we were able to do. Uh, a couple quests, though, and, I, and, and... Before you say that, I do gotta st- give two thank yous. Okay. Um, to Calro from the guild, and Ridge, R-I-D-G-3, from the guild, because Ridge has been fantastic. He's been helping me with the motifs, because if I get an extra one, he's like, what else do you need? And I'm like, I'm still missing these chapters. And he's like, oh, here you go, I'll trade you these. He was, he's great, he keeps his eye out for anything that I'm still missing, because I'm building two sets for us. He's fantastic, and I also want to thank uh, Kauro as well, because he helped me get the uh, Storm Fist costume that I wanted. Because I didn't have a character at level 30 to go farm it. Once you finish the quest, you can't get it again. So I went out there on like my level 12. I couldn't kill anything by myself. So he came out there on his character and helped me farm. Ran around in a circle with me a bunch until I got it. So definitely want to thank him for helping me with that because now i can run around in heavy armor while still wearing medium and light because i like the i just like delta you'll agree the health the heavy armor in this game looks amazing it just oh my god actually tank yeah i kind of made a mistake heavy armor is actually pretty good um if you're a tank if you're a tank yeah actually some people have made it work um in dps don't tell me that, because I will go heavy armor. Cause I think well, it. look at what it does for heavy attacks. Look at what two-hander needs for heavy attacks. Just going to say that. Leave it leave it there. But um, We're going to do some theory crafting later, okay? Cause I, I Yeah, but I made a mistake. Kipster did point out, and I tried it, and it worked. So, you know, I'm not always right, and believe me. <laughs> it happens frequently. I have to admit I'm wrong, but I was wrong about heavy armor. Regardless, I love the look of heavy armor, but... It looks utterly amazing. Uh, it looks utterly amazing, doesn't it? Does. What it does, does the Dwemer look like? Is even, it look? Even it looks sick. Does it really? Oh, you have to make me one. The armor looks good in this game because when I first started, my sorcerer was wearing mostly heavy armor because it just looked so good, and you can I can automatically switch it to the Imperial, so the Imperial the heavy Imperial armor, armor just looks gorgeous. Great. Nothing beats the the Dwemer mask from all of them. They look so cool. You just like yeah, you look awesome. Dude, the helms, though, in this game, like, look just ridiculous. The uh, two-piece helms. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The gargoyle one. Like, you see that? You're like, what? That's sick, bro. Sorry. Yeah. The Dwemer stuff does look really, really cool. 
But I like heavy armor, but I have to wear medium and light right now for my build. Albeit, I may talk to him about two-handed, because I do love heavy armor. Anyway, it's it's one of those things where I still want to wear... So now I'm wearing essentially Nordic heavy armor, the costume to make me... I don't know, I just like the way it looks. So, I was happy about that. All right. Oh, my turn? I forgot yeah. what I was going to say. We were say. talking about the questing we did this week. Oh, yeah. I, um, apparently, I have another boyfriend in an ESO to add to Jakarn and my beefy buff Argonian. Wait, which bark boyfriend is this now? This is of the vampire. <gasps> oh, that's right. Right. What is his first name? I can't remember. Uh, was it Veronis or something like that? Verondis? Verondis. Yeah. Verondis. Yes, we were doing his quest since he's really awesome. He's like a vampire, but he's like sweet and gentle on the inside. And I just, I think that's really cool. You want to tell the quest, though, since I don't remember it, because I'm Dory. Well, see, based on last week, we did work with him a little bit, but now we're kind of making our way up the northern section of Rivenspire, uh, making our way up. We're actually trying, we found out, we unveiled his memory, found out, and we talked about this last week, but there was a mental block on what happened. We found out the... Um, what happened to the Montclairs in general, and why the, everything is going completely back crazy on us. Matt, what? Yeah, I know. I'll edit that. that that's going to have to be in the I'll edit that like, one Are out you going to do a Fusroda in there? Fusroda on that one. I know, I said it, and I'm like, crap. <laughs> yeah, that's going to get edited went. out of there. Sorry, everyone. Let that one slip. Yeah, because talking about genocide is so much better. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I think I could even overlook that because everyone would just be so turned off for what she said earlier. I, that... I think I've talked about killing a couple different groups of people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, mine's kind of like a drop in the bucket compared to this entire episode. <laughs> well, as as Maverick Hunter said, all hail Mistress of Tears. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My my little slip up there is nothing near compared to. Well, you had a nip slip. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Oh everyone everyone gets a nip slip once in a while, right? <laughs> That's what happens. It's it it, it, it happens. So, um, but yeah, we we've kind of discovered what exactly was causing them to go crazy. And I guess now we're looking for an alien artifact. But on our way north, uh, we stopped by Fells Run, which is a little town. We didn't actually go into the town yet because apparently everyone's acting all strange, but we kind of went a little south to a um, a homestead, like a giant manor, and the families all disappeared. You remember that quest? Oh, now? yeah. Oh, yeah. Now I remember that quest. Okay. Well, then you go ahead. So, uh, so the, you're, you're walking on the road, and this guy runs up to you, and he's like, hey, I've been gone for a while, and I come back, and, you know, my fiance's family is just, poof, gone. And, you know, of course, we're like, yeah, well, bro, we'll help you out. It's no big deal. And we have to, like, search around the homestead. And you start finding these, like, little letters and, and these notes and these diaries about how his fiance, whatever her name is, we'll just call her Paul. Why is everyone Paul? I don't know, because it's just the name that I keep thinking of. Well, apparently Paul is hanging out a, a lot with the one servant who happens to be a female orc. And... A lot of the diary entries are from Paul's mother, and, and Paul's mother is just really, really unsettled by the fact that, you know, her daughter and this, this orc are getting really, really close for whatever strange reason, and, and little by little, the guy is just, he's, he's even more concerned because they're, they're nowhere to be found, and he has no idea why they disappeared, and then up until that point, I now forget where it goes. Didn't we... Okay, we, we go into the one house and there's a locked basement. 
Well, we come to the conclusion that maybe we need to go into this basement because something's a little funny. So we go into the basement, and then didn't it take us to a Daedric realm? Yeah, the Deadlands. She was summoning uh, uh, Mayrun's Dagon. The mother was just trying to summon Daedric forces to get rid of the orc instead of firing her because she's a servant. I don't... I don't know. Yeah, see, that that's really kind of strange. But I love how they do the Daedric Realms in here. Like, specifically at Deadlands, they did well. And I know I complained earlier when the first places of Quagmire, but when I saw Quagmire in its entirety, oh, it was perfect. I loved how they did Quagmire. I was too worried they were just going to recycle a lot of the realms. But they did make it feel unique. As soon as we walked into the Deadlands, he did say it looks exactly like how it's supposed to be from Oblivion. Mm-hmm. And then we find her laying on the ground, that Paul is laying on the ground, and, you know, that the, the guy runs up and he's so excited to see her because they're completely in love. But we, we find the orc then, and the orc is the one that's like, it's the mother, she went psycho, and she's trying to just kill everybody, we don't know what's going on. And we were walking around with the orc trying to find the parents in this Daedric realm, which I think we should have just left them there to die, because it's all their fault anyway. But we do wind up saving them, and we take them out of the realm, and, you know, we're heroes. And we're Paul's, totally heroes. And Paul's happy to be with, you know, her, her betrothed, and we're now left with a decision. And the first decision is whether or not to tell the orc to stay or leave. I think the first one was whether or not to tell the fiancé okay, to, to stay or leave. Okay, the fiancé to stay or leave. Well, we, we told the fiancé to stay because why would he want to leave? That didn't make any sense to me. Like, you just got her back. Why do you... Why would you want to leave Paul? I mean, really. Because I think Paul didn't really want him. No, Paul did want him. But it was the orc that wanted Paul. So then we go back to the orc after telling him to stay. And I felt so bad because the orc's like, you know, if I'm causing trouble, I'll go. It's like, well, you're just, you know, in love, and it was adorable. But we eventually did say that maybe you should go, you know, strike out on your own. <sighs> sad. You're sad again? Yeah, no, I'm sad. Aw. Um, but that's really all we did this week, other than my massive farming of craziness. Goodbye, Pinello. So, yeah. So that was our weekend game. I'll have to get Thais to play a little bit more when she's not sick. Otherwise, next week's gameplay will just be me grinding some more, because that's what I, I, I do. I will do my best. Because I, I have three bottles of whipped cream in the fridge, because it seems to be the only thing I can stomach without getting sick. Okay. <laughs> she's back. I hate that cat. <laughs> she's such a good kid. No, she's yeah, really she not. Is. No. I love her. Like, yes. I don't know why. Okay. All right, we're going to go ahead and move on to our next section, which is our dramatic reading. And this is the final week for Shadowfen lore. So how do you feel about that, Thais? I'm devastated because Argonians are so amazing, and well, I love them. This is the final book in the series, The Ruby Necklace. So, Thais, I guess whenever you're ready, take it away. Hefting another bale into the loft... Makul felt the pain shoot through his shoulder once more. He rotated his shoulder, shrugging to release the tension. Thanks for your help, the Argonian trader said. He nodded at the Cuthringi and lumbered away with his cart. For several months, the same trader came to Zook bearing loads of hay for the horses. Makul's brother Hug, before he died, had handled the transactions. 
He arranged deliveries, unloaded the bales, and made payments. Then the illness struck Hoog, a rash that stood out as bright spots against his skin, together with a high fever. Within a week, he was gone. And now, McCool dealt with the traitor. If only his muscles didn't hurt so much. Clearly, he lacked the strength of his late brother. He'd need to try harder, though he preferred studying and reading to any physical labor. I need to check the ledgers anyway, McCool said to himself as he headed into his hut. He'd let the books go during his brother's illness, and the latest delivery should be entered. As he opened the payment register, a slip of paper fluttered to the floor. He recognized his brother's handwriting and picked it up. Beware the ruby necklace. McCool frowned. They couldn't afford necklaces, much less rubies. What did his brother mean? Shrugging, McCool threw the crumpled note into the brazier beside his desk, draped the cloak over his legs, and settled down to bring their accounts up to date. He felt so cold. That night, McCool saw his reflection in his wife's concerned face. She'd found him, coughing and shivering at his desk. She half carried him to bed, a line of red welts, the telltale rash, encircled his throat. Rubies, he mumbled, clawing at his skin, as in the hot and flu claimed its latest victim. And that ends Shadowfen lore. I guess that's the death of the Cathringi. The end of the Cathringi? Yeah. yeah. I wish they had survived, because they would have been a neat race to play. <laughs> See, I think this is one thing I like about Elder Scrolls. Well, there's a lot of stuff, but because there are so many races that don't exist anymore like things that we could go back and find uh the dwemer the ancient dwarves like they're missing the kathringi were wiped out there are other races like slowed and and maomir there's a lot of different stuff that you can dig into and it's really really cool all right we're going to move on to our community spotlight and first off deltia you have some stuff coming up this week right what was i going to talk about your guides good sir I think I already talked about that with the um, Templar coming up and mm -hmm. the two-piece set. Well, was there something else I was supposed to mention? I think that was it. Do you have a timeline for them? Yeah, tomorrow is going to be the guide that's going to be up. I'm also going to have a suggested build to use the two pieces with, whether it's one of mine or something on Tamriel Foundry. So to kind of give you an idea, you know, maybe you should run this as a healer versus just this is the set. Have fun with it, you know. Mm -hmm. So I'll be having those to suggest you um, as well. So hopefully that gives you an idea of the purpose of these sets. Some of them are better for like a dot specific medium armor build. Some of them are better for, you know, a typical do damage AOE type thing. So I overall, I'm just these these I can't say enough good things about these sets. I just love them. <laughs> Made nice. it so much more fun to play the game. I just love it. Excellent. All right, um, we're going to follow up with the final thing I really wanted to mention is Zoss is having a live stream kind of weekend, extended weekend from the dates of November 20th through the 24th. And they will be hosting a bunch of different channels from various different people in the community, including ourselves, Tales of Tamriel, myself, uh, Deltia's Gaming. Um, I think there's some people from... Entropy Rising, Aloha is probably going to be there as well. It's, it's going to be a fun week, so stay tuned to the Zoss channel during November 20th through the 24th, and we're going we're gonna to have some fun with that. 
So, good times. A lot of fun stuff coming up. Uh, Delty, do you know what days I know they ask you for? Do you know what days yet, or has that not been confirmed? I do know what days and time. Let me pull up my Google Calendar here. Okay. So, as far as next week, I'm going to be streaming essentially two times. One is going to be on Thursday evening, 5 at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's going to be on my stream and also Zoss's stream. They're going to host my channel. They're going to be in the chat room answering questions, having giveaways. And that's at del- uh, twitch.tv slash gaming. I think it's on our stream overlay. And that's also going to be on Saturday morning at 11 o'clock in the morning as well. Mm-hmm. And I myself will be streaming on Saturday, November 22nd uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern That'll be my stream time, and again, same thing, developers will be around, uh, community team, etc. So come out and join us. I mean, it'll be a lot of fun. They'll be hosting our channels, and, uh, you know, good good number of people in the community are getting part of this, so mm-hmm. it's exciting. It really is. All right, we're going to move on to the Guild Corner. First up is Hard Contact. What you got, Deltia? Not much. I'm just really focused on the other guilds. Like I said, I'm trying to learn this sort of stuff so I can teach other people. I think I've done a good job kind of teaching people dungeon strategies and so forth, but it's time to get in trials and bet mode, a city of ash and crypto hearts. I mean, um, well, yeah, crypto hearts, of course, but dragon star arena. That's where the bread and butter of the hardcore thing is. And that's what makes you really a better player. If you're not into that sort of thing, you don't have to join. But if you want to, you know, maybe come hang out and learn a couple things, give me a hollering game at Deltia. Okay. Excellent. And uh, I guess for us, if anyone's interested in joining the Friends and Family Guild of the Tales of Tamriel podcast, you can contact myself. That's Agelos, A-G-G-E-L-O-S, our tier eater, T-E-A-R-E-A-T-R in game for an invite. Uh, Sit there and chat with us and have a good time. And, of course, our friend Kipster has his own uh, PvE progression guild called the Dragon Guard and is currently accepting any VR-ranked character with serious intention towards endgame PvE content on the Ebonheart Pact. So, yeah, definitely send him a whisper in game if you're at all interested. That's K-Y-P-S-T-E-R. All right, we're going to move on to our final thoughts because we had no emails or itunes reviews this week so sad so sad indeed all right so face you want to stop staring at Penelo and giving her the death whispers yeah final thoughts for the show um you know i i am just drawing a blank that's because you're sitting there giving death daggers i'm establishing my dominance against this horrible cat Aww. So I'm staring at her because that's for some reason what cats respond respond to. She didn't really move; she just sat there and kept well, looking. Well, at well, she was blinking. I wasn't. Oh. Which means I won. That which means you won. I won. Yes. I see. That fight, I won. Okay. As for the show, it was a great show. I had a lot of fun. You know, talking about just genocide and how awesome Argonians are. It was great. Okay. Yeah. How about you? Well, I thought it was a great show, even though you broke my thing here. What did I break? Because I normally go last. Okay, well then, Deltia, no, how no. about you? No, we're going to ignore Ag. How, how did you feel about this show, Deltia? Oh, man, you're going to have to censor a lot of it. I mean, there's going to be it's going to be a high edit. I, we're not show. even releasing this episode. This, the <laughs> no, whole thing's got to oh, be trash. It's going to be the holiday episode. Speaking of the holidays, what, what's up with our um, holiday schedule? 
uh, holiday schedule. I will have to check on that. Um, let's see here. Hashtag throwing ag under the bus. Throwing ag under the bus, indeed. Uh, what? I know we're going up to or down to Philadelphia for Thanksgiving, I believe. Yes, we need to be there like the 26th for the 27th. Um, My sister's birthday is the 27th. Okay. Well, then there should be no change for yeah. the that week, so we should be okay for Thanksgiving, unless you have something, Deltia. Thanksgiving. Oh, no. I, I, okay. I, you know me. I live for this game. Yeah, yeah. And as for Christmas, maybe something different. I don't know. Christmas, we might not make it. I might bring my mic anyway. No. <laughs> oh, no, come if, on. No, if we're in Philly for Christmas, then no. No, we're doing a podcast. No. I will be hiding in a closet with my mic. <laughs> no. Doing a podcast. <laughs> well, we don't we don't know what you're doing in the closet. If I have to put my foot down somewhere, this this is where this is the line. This is right here is the line. If we're in Philly for Christmas, you yeah, can't fine. do the podcast. There's ways to do it. Technology no. is there. No. Yes. No. We'll, no, we'll I'm, leave I'm, that up in the air for right now, but... I'm sure, you can leave that up in the air, but I'm telling everyone, no. It won't happen. I, I'm gonna... Delta, I'm gonna have to run to the store on Christmas for like two hours. I'll be back in two hours. <laughs> Gotta get some cranberry juice or something. Cranberry yeah, juice. Yeah, we're... It. No, we that's got plenty. It. Take it, throw it up. Nope, we're empty now. <laughs> we got no milk. We, how are we gonna have Christmas without no milk? Be right back. Be right back. <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 we'll figure that one out won't be happening but we continue good that's what she thinks all right so yeah well you don't have to be on the show you're gonna be there with me i know no <laughs> it's not happening i can spare two hours no no <laughs> okay delty what did you think of the show I think I've already said it's Did you? Good. All right, sorry. You're asking me 15 questions. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. 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 So how awesome. did you feel about the podcast today? It's Stop. terrible. Oh, okay. I don't even care. This whole show is just getting thrown out. It's bad. <laughs> all right. I do want to thank all my co-hosts, except for Thais, who made it very difficult for us this entire show. What? And pretty much made us have to throw the entire show out. What did I? Wait, you're the one who cursed on the show. I know, but you're the one talking about mass genocide. I said it maybe twice. Maybe twice. <laughs> maybe twice. Maybe more. Um, no, it was, it was a good show. Update six. I'm excited for. I'm just excited to see what they're going to bring out next. It's always exciting. And uh, yeah, ex- I, I'm excited to play the game. Obviously, as you can tell, I've been on almost constantly. Not really doing much. I've explored the same Dwemer runes like a million times. But, yeah, been having a blast doing that. I just love it. It's great. So, I'm excited for the game. Thank you so much, chat room. We had a very active uh, chat room this this evening. It was great. Um, yeah, pretty much telling us in chat to scrap the show and start over. So, welcome, everyone, to episode 42 of... No, I'm just kidding. I do want to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. If you wish to help support the podcast, I don't know why you would at this point, feel free to donate via the PayPal link on our website or tell a friend about us. Again, don't tell a friend about us. Maybe. I don't know. 
If you wish to contact us with questions, comments, criticisms, hate mail, the website for our show is <laughs> talesoftamriel.com, or you can email the show at podcast at talesoftamriel.com. You can follow the show on Twitter at Tales of Tamriel, Facebook at facebook.com slash Tales of Tamriel podcast. Also, feel free to rate and subscribe to us. I should just leave that part out because I don't want anyone to rate us off this show via iTunes. And if you missed the live show or want to catch up on any past broadcasts, you can check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash Tales of Tamriel. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Have a good night, everybody.